candy-colored clown they call the Sandman Tiptoes to my room every night Just to sprinkle stardust and to whisper Go to sleep, everything is all right I close my eyes Then I drift So you're dead. Yeah. Uh, but you died gloriously. Yeah. In any event, this is Fall of Delta Green, 1963. We are uh, resuming our game. Our agents are all here this evening. Uh, we'll, as usual, uh, give each player a chance to introduce their agent, uh, tell us what they're drinking, and then I think we're going to probably jump. I'll do a short recap, see if there's any questions, and then we're going to start doing some role-playing. So, Jason, lead us off. Who are you playing? What are you drinking? I am playing Lin Song, interpreter by day, interrogator by night for the Central Intelligence Office of the Republic of Vietnam. Um, and I am drinking uh, gin highball. Nice. Gin and soda water, because it's easy. Uh, Mark? Yeah, I am playing uh, Greg Lamont, who's a CIA, uh, not a, sorry, uh, the Naval uh, Intelligence Officer, to, uh, is in Vietnam to observe North Vietnamese naval traffic, and um, I'm drinking uh, coffee. Good man. Uh, Ty? Evening. I am playing Willie Kane. Willie is a uh, officer in the CIA, uh, runs agents throughout the Southeast Asia, and is a is newly enveloped in this strange world of Delta Green. And I'm drinking ice water. And Lord Jesse. My character is Jack Cooper, um, who is an American living in Vietnam. Uh, he's an activist for... Buddhists, uh, occasional interpreter, and uh, I am drinking Cherry Coke Zero. Nice. Uh, and I'm Sexy Rexy, your handler for this show, and I am much like most of my straight edge crew, drinking water tonight. So <laughs> it's a school night. Um, yes, I am. Uh, and I was going to say something about that, and just completely my mind. In any event, uh, so a quick recap. This is session 13. Session 12, the team uh, had various leads that led them uh, to believe that they needed to go visit uh, Black Virgin Mountain in Tainan province, uh, just outside of Saigon. Um, they were interested in the Kaodai. They were interested in uh, Jin, which is uh, according to Vietnamese folklore, 
just kind of a general name for spirits that animate all things. Um, but Delta Green has briefed that Jin actually um, it has an unnatural connection and it's a natural phenomenon. In fact, uh, Willie's, uh, one of Willie's bonds who also works uh, in the CIA and is also Delta Green, uh, Lucas Johansson, uh, revealed that he, in fact, had gone to Black Virgin Mountain and destroyed uh, or caved in a cavern that had Jin in it um, in an effort to make sure nobody else could access it. it uh, his team suffered serious casualties. In fact, Lucas ended up being paralyzed out of that operation. Um, there was evidence suggesting that there was a cow-die connection, so the first thing the team did is they went and attempted to surreptitiously enter the Kaodai temple, high church, church complex. Not sure what you would call it. I want to emphasize the word attempt uh, to surreptitiously enter, and they failed. So then they got to meet uh, uh, with members of the Kaodai religious hierarchy and um, while they were waiting to have a conversation with them, Jack Cooper made one of those decisions that that every GM and every role-playing game loves when he survived his initial interaction with something that clearly is uh, unnatural. He doubles down by touching it. And Jack left us for a little while, had a little episode. And uh, from the point of view of the rest of the players, Jack was running around, shouting in Korean, acting very fearful. Um, once the team managed to physically get control of them, again, they had a member of the Kaodai Church who came and, and intervened and restored some calmness and brought Jack back. And there was a long conversation about you know, the benefits of, of Kaodaiism versus other religions and it being the, the third wave and the true path. Um, the team definitely got the impression that uh, they weren't being told the entire truth, particularly when it came to the mountain. Um, but they didn't detect a, an overt lie, just a very polished game of deflection uh, away from any probing questions about exactly what might be on the mountain or why the Kaodai uh, you know, main church was so close to the mountain. When the party was done. They were escorted out. Uh, they made it back to their vehicle. It was obvious that their vehicle had been searched by someone uh, and whoever searched it uh, wanted to make sure it was known that it had been searched. Players can do with that whatever they will. Uh, and then the team decided to go to the Baden Pagoda, which is actually up on the Baden Mountain, uh, to kind of lay up for the evening, collect themselves, and figure out how they were going to proceed in regards to the mountain. So that's my general summary. Does anyone feel like there was a, a moment or a thing I left out of the summary that you feel is important to to bring up. 
Um, just the, the local Buddhists are not so keen on the, the cow dye. Yes, and in fact, there, there was an important snippet. As the team drove up to the pagoda, they actually ran into a, a roadblock that was manned by soldiers who uh, didn't have Arbin uniforms on. They clearly were soldiers, and at least one of them had a patch that the team knows is affiliated with the... It was a patch worn by the Kaodai militia when they were a thing. Uh, and for whatever reason, they... They asked no questions. As soon as they got close enough to see who was in the vehicle, they just waved the vehicle through, sent them on their way. No concern at all that you guys were going to the pagoda. <laughs> and in fact, as we were getting ready to fade to black, um, uh, Jack Cooper asked the initiate who was, was helping the uh, bed down for the evening, you know, what the relationship was between the, the Buddhist here at the pagoda and the cow die. And that initiate declined to answer, basically said it wasn't his place. Um, and he appeared to be very uncomfortable with answering that question. And then we faded to black. So any questions about where you guys stand at this point? My intention was to bring us bring the camera back into foam focus uh, with the morning at the pagoda and, you know, you guys getting up and I'm sure the, the pagoda is going to uh, offer you breakfast and you certainly are welcome to poke around, see what you can learn here. And then you can tell me what you're going to do about this mountain. Yeah, I don't have anything. Neither do I. Yeah. I we're ready. ready to roll. Time to poke <laughs> around. Uh, and uh, Greg uh, Lamont, the uh, party decided that your M14 needed to stay in the Range Rover, so it, it didn't make it inside the Pagoda. So, okay, that's fine. So if there's a problem, you need to, to factor in the amount of time it takes <laughs> to get back to the, okay. uh, <laughs> the Land Rover and uh, rock and roll. So, okay. Uh, so it is uh, morning at the Baden Pagoda. Everyone uh, slept actually pretty well under the circumstances. Um, e even Jack Cooper. And in fact, in some ways, Jack Cooper slept really well because he was exhausted from his um, episode. His episode. Now, yeah, call it an episode. That's very polite. Uh, <laughs> So I'm going to assume that uh, uh, you know that you stayed in the room that they they put you in, and in the morning someone again another initiate has has come and announced that you're invited to join uh, you know the members of the temple in a humble and modest uh, breakfast, but certainly an opportunity to. Uh, have some fellowship and uh, you know there's going to be some meditation some other stuff going on uh, you know Jack Cooper would definitely know that this particular pagoda 
um, because of its location, tends to get a lot of visitors. Uh, so there's there's a little bit of a touristy vibe to it. Um, you know, like they, they definitely want to kind of put on the best the best show of this is what uh, Buddhism is like. This is what it's like to be a monk. Um, but they're very polite with you. So is everyone going to go join and have some breakfast? Or do you guys want me to start figuring out uh, hunger penalties? To <laughs> no, I'll, eat that. I'll save you that. Okay. At work, I'll eat some breakfast. I love bowl of rice. I think we, we might mm-hmm. even get pickled vegetables with our bowls of rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah no, I, sure. um, so Willie Kane, uh, as all of you are being led to the area in the in the and again, this is probably a complex, um, but there's definitely a main hall. Uh, as you're being led in, you know, there's various um, yeah, there's various pictures, you know, again, there's some sculptures, things of that nature. Uh, there's one that catches your eye. Are you going to look at it more closely or if I cure you of that type of curiosity? I love artwork. Please. What is this? Uh, so what's interesting is it is a depiction of some type of scene. You can tell that the Black Virgin Mountain is um, the, the, the setting for the scene. And um, it's an interaction, a group of people, but clearly the focus of the, I'm just gonna use the word painting, not sure that's the exact technical term for this piece of art, but we'll call it a painting. Um, Clearly, it focuses on an interaction between a female character and several male characters. The thing that grabs your attention is the, uh, like, when you first look, you could swear that the female picture is actually Linson. Yeah. I know her. You gonna point that out to anybody else? Um, yeah, no, I'll keep that to myself. Okay, all right. Um, so you make it to breakfast, and again, in my mind, there's um, very similar to the meal you had when you guys were out in Anjiang at the pagoda. So again, in my mind, it's like low tables with mats. You know, people mm-hmm. are basically sitting on the ground and or even possibly lying sideways um, and dining. And you can definitely tell there's kind of a hierarchy of um, like the, the, the most prominent place in the room. Uh, the people dining there definitely appear to be older. You seem to get the sense that people are referring to them again. Jack Cooper would know from his experience that, that typically in this situation, you know, the abbot and the leadership of uh, the pagoda are going to be in these prime spots. And, you know, the farther you get away from them, the uh, lower ranking and less influential 
you know, people are. But you're invited in and you're uh, all given an opportunity to sit down and eat. Uh, Lynn, you notice as you're sitting there dining that you keep getting lots of looks from the various Buddhists uh, at the temple. Um, and it's, it's not the typical lots of looks that Lynn gets in her everyday life that she kind of uses to her advantage. There's, there's nothing, uh, there's no sexual aspect to this. It's much more uh, almost a disconcerting looks, like, like troubled by your presence. Um, and pretty much everyone else on the team figures this out pretty quickly as well. That you know, like you'll you'll catch people looking at her and then leaning over and whispering to the person next to them, and <laughs> that person looks. And, um, there's clearly some conversations going on. I'm going to call it the head table just as a reference point. Again, that's not culturally the correct way to describe it, but. Um, the, the main players definitely also appear to be looking at Lynn and um, having some furtive conversations. So anybody want to do anything at this point other than just shove food in your face and watch them freak out about Lynn? I'm going to talk to uh, one of the members. Okay. And uh, start up a friendly conversation. Hey, you know, hey, can you pass the rice vinegar? <laughs> I don't know yet. Exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, it, I'm, I'm, hopefully I'm around somebody who's who's checking her out. Mm -hmm. and I, said, oh. I, I would say the one unifying theme of this breakfast is everyone <laughs> seems to be focused on Lynn. Uh, it's not like they're staring at her, but like yeah. consistently you see people like they'll be doing their thing and they'll look up and they'll look at her again. And you, again, you'll just see, you'll see a visible reaction. Um, her presence is causing some trouble or some consternation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, did you, you know, my friend, your, she's your friend. How uh, how do you know her? Uh, you, we've worked together. We're, we're colleagues. Do you do you know why she's come to the mountain? Uh, we are we're doing some research. Oh, um, yes, that that must be very interesting. So, what what is she like? Oh, she's very smart, friendly. Yeah, she knows how to how to get things done. Well, that's... you should introduce yourself. Would you like me to introduce her to you? No, 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 uh, no. Uh, it would not be my place. Oh, I, I'm sure she would be glad to meet you. Uh, you, you seem a little I... uh, put off. Uh, why is that? She, but she, I, 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 but can't Are you? Okay. Um, well, yes, I, it's just, 
she she bears a striking resemblance to to someone. Really? No, oh, a friend of yours. Oh no, no, no I well, no would. I in nine lifetimes I could only hope to possibly um, arrive at a point where I could be friends with such as her. Jack Cooper, what are you doing? I am <clears throat> watching this with shock. Okay. As like, what is going on? Uh, are you going to do something about that? I'm going to look at how Flynn's reacting to this, whether she's comfortable with it or not. If she's comfortable, I'm going to say something. Okay. Lynn, how are you feeling about She uh, is not comfortable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, you know, I would, as a player, I'd be like, oh, you know, nonchalant about it. But Lynn is definitely noticed with her spy training mm -hmm. um, and does not like the attention. Um, maybe didn't overhear the Willie Kane interaction, but she's grumpy about being stared at. Okay. So, Jack, uh, I think it's it's fair to say that even though you don't know Lynn that well, you can tell that... Um, she, didn't, she didn't finish her breakfast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Then I'm I'm not gonna make a big deal out of it. Um, okay. Uh, so say, uh, here's what I'm gonna say to Lynn. Uh, Lynn looks like um, looks like you have some uh, unexpected allies here. She rolls her eyes. And at about this time, uh, they start kind of clearing the food away, and the um, the head again. I think uh, Jesse, you've convinced me that Abbott is the term I should be using. Correct? I, uh, close enough. Yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, and and you guys have learned that uh, this person's name is Bui Fei Ven. That's B U I. T-H-E-V-I-N-H. Um, you can tell that the meal has kind of come to a close and he's, he's you know, gathering himself and he makes kind of a, kind of a canned, you know, welcome to the pagoda speech, he takes a minute and talks about, you know, the beauty of the pagoda and its history and, um, you know, again, you get the sense that this is just kind of a thing that, that he's always going to do. But then he says, we, we have the honor of guests that arrive late in the evening. Uh, please share with us. Why, why have you come to our pagoda? What is it that you hope to learn? Uh, Lynn takes her grumpiness into this interaction as well. Okay. She's still trying to figure out what's going on. She's not going to engage with this guy. Okay. He's 
serenely looking from, you know, Lynn, who's clearly not engaging, to Jack, to Willie, to Greg Lamont. Um, Jack will say, so we, um, we have been studying the, um, the folktale of the, the Jin, and um, we're wondering if you had uh, any stories about it. Uh, he gets a little troubled look on his face. Uh, I was not expecting visitors with with that task at the forefront of their mind, we uh, often get visitors here. Rarely at such a late hour as your arrival, but um, typically they are here to see the view and see the mountain, enjoy our art and our architecture, uh, and then they're on their way. So they, they rarely come here looking to explore the depths of the folklore. He seems a little nervous. I mean, he, he gets that answer out, and it's relatively smooth, but it wasn't as smooth as the stuff he said before. So what, uh, what stories can you tell us? Well, as far as Zen... Uh... Again, I'm not sure how much you know, but was believed for a long, long time that uh, everything has a spirit, and we as Buddhists accept that. Um, the where we differ is exactly how that spirit manifests and what it represents. We we believe that all the spirits are tied together. People who originally believed in the Zen thought each spirit was some unique entity with its own thought and its own reason to exist and its own desires. We as Buddhists understand that, in fact, it's all part of part of life um, uh, and that it all flows together. Um, oftentimes, people who think of the Zen will ascribe to the Zen emotions and personalities and Dispositions. Um, this Zen is angry. This Zen is a thief. This Zen uh, is uh, promotes love. Um, and those types of beliefs are, lead people to the wrong ideas. Lead them to focus on the physical nature of the world and not their spirit and the spiritual nature of our journey and our path. So interestingly, similar in a similar way to how the cow die uh, elder that you spoke with dealt with it. Like I'm going to talk about Zen, but I'm going to make sure at the, at the end, I'm always going to be bringing you back to Buddhism and, and the, the basics of uh, Buddhist belief. Right. So, Hmm. So this is a, all, so far a very high-level metaphysical type conversation. Yeah. 
Um, does someone else want to jump in and try to steer this conversation? Yeah, it, it, and actually let's do this. I'm going to step out of the room for a second and fill my water, and I've got my headset on, so you got you guys can mm -hmm. you guys can player talk for a couple minutes about the situation, and then we'll drop back into character talk. Lynn, the, these uh, these monks seem pretty uh, interested in you. Uh, maybe if you asked, they would be more willing to share with us. I can ask. Why are they so interested in me? I don't know. Yeah, you know, was it rhetorical or was it directed at the guy who's been talking to y'all so far? <laughs> <laughs> Does Lynn ask that of uh, we? No, of okay. of the, the the party. Like if we're whispering, if we're huddled. Yeah, and and, and just so it's clear, I'm allowing you guys. Uh, to like hit the pause button in the episode and as you know as the players just like talk amongst yourselves about like what you think is going on and you know like because i have thrown you a curveball which was my intent um so i'm fine if you guys as players uh like just collect yourselves for a moment or, or, or spitball ideas and then we'll drop back into the scene and then uh let your role play Yeah, I'm. I'm. I if if we get a chance to kind of talk amongst ourselves, I am very curious why everybody's looking at me. Okay. Well, let's ask. You seem very interested in my friend. Would Would you like me to introduce her to you? And. Um... Bui's like gathering himself to talk, and then the person immediately to his right, like, kind of grabs his arm, and now he's doing the whisper in uh, Bui's ear, um, and and Bui looks uh, somewhat unhappy about the fact that he was interrupted, uh, and whatever this person's saying in his ear doesn't seem to be improving his demeanor or his happiness. Uh -huh. In fact, now he's turned and he's like, there's a hushed conversation going on. You can't really make out what they're saying, but clearly there is a disagreement between Bui and this other um, monk, uh, who again, Jack would know from just experience, that, you know, this is a prominent monk. He's sitting at the, you know, left-hand side of we, um, you know, he potentially is going to be the abbot one day. Um, so he's, he's clearly someone that is owed respect and has a major role to play. And for some reason, he and we can't agree on how to answer that question. So... Greg, you've been very quiet. 
Yeah, he's just kind of sitting and taking this, all of this in. Um, yeah, missing the last session kind of put me at a disadvantage, but... Um, ah, trust me, you're not at a disadvantage. <laughs> I've stumped everybody at this point, so uh, let me just see something. Uh, Uh, dang it, dang it, dang it. Um, Willie, there's a, I don't want to make anyone pay for this. I'm going to give it to Greg. So Greg, mm -hmm. as you're kind of looking around, you know, this, this very weird, you know, Jack is engaging this guy and now there's this conversation and you get the sense that like everybody else is, on edge because you know the boss and his right hand guy or left hand guy are not in agreement um so there's there's definitely tension in the air you're kind of looking around the room and mm -hmm. just for a moment you could swear that you saw someone kind of peeking in through a it's like a half wall and in, in like some columns kind of dividing this off from another area and okay. you know you could swear you see someone peeking in for a minute and it doesn't look like it, it, it does not look like someone who is asian looks like some kind of caucasian who's peeking in and as soon as they realized you were looking in the direction they kind of like ducked back okay what what's what kind of or what's he wearing you you really uh, I'm trying to paint the picture for you here. So imagine you're like, you're seated down low. Uh -huh. You know, this is a fairly large room. And instead of like a full wall dividing the room off, there's like a half wall, you know, maybe waist high. Um, but there are columns that actually go all the way up to the ceiling. Yeah. So this person it. was basically standing behind one of the columns and kind of peeking around. Okay, okay, okay I got it. And as soon as, is like you tracked to them and they realized you were looking at them, they ducked back behind that column. Okay. But you definitely um, got the impression that it was a Caucasian male. Caucasian not male, a, okay. Not an Asian. Yeah, okay, so I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna get up and go tell anybody just yet. Uh, I'm gonna okay. kind of play it, play it off like I, uh, I didn't, like it didn't uh, phase me or I didn't, think anything of it and then as soon as you know one of our team comes sits down next to me I'll, I'll probably pass that along okay so everybody's seated right now so mm -hmm. you've made that observation just tuck that away uh so um the abbot kind of finally you know forces this little side conversation to to a close mm -hmm. um he looks a little impatient and he turns back to Jack Cooper. Um, your friend has a striking resemblance to a piece of art here at the Pakoda, one that we're all familiar with. So I'm, I'm sure all of us have the same reaction to seeing something in a piece of art you see it every day, and then suddenly you see someone that looks looks very similar to it. And it's just you're now seeing the living, living, breathing representation of something that previously was just an image 
you know, captured in a moment. However, uh, your, could your we friend... Go ahead. See this? Could we see this art? Where Where is it? I have this picture of Willie Kane, like, kind of slow, shyly raising his hand, like, uh, yeah, guys, it's, I, I know where it is. Um, and they are, uh, well, uh, certainly, uh, I, we would not want your, your friend to feel discomfort or feel that she is a subject of our fascination for some other reason. Uh, I do apologize if we have offered offense uh, to her. Madam, will you accept my apology on behalf of the members of this pagoda? Uh, she kind of bites her lip and, and then nods and says, yes, grandfather. Then, well then, yes, let's... Uh, let us go to this picture and he cuts a look as like he's, so he's now gesturing for everyone to stand up because I'm gesturing for everyone to stand up. I'm like, they, the players can see me do that. Um, good GM, get in the moment. Uh, <laughs> so he's gesturing for everyone, yes, well, we will go. And then obviously many uh, our members have tasks to attend to, so I'm sure they're now going to attend to those tasks. So you definitely get the sense that he's clearing out the initiates and the low people to go about their affairs. Um, but you do catch Jack as now everyone's kind of up and bustling and, and he's pointing the way that he just cuts a look at this person that he was arguing with uh, before. But they don't say anything to each other. He just cuts a look. Uh, so everyone's up and people are starting to wander off and um, they begin to uh, to direct you and, and take head back the, kind of the way you came. So Greg Lamont, are you going to go with them or are you going to do something else? Yeah, I'm, I'll go with them. I'll, I'll go along. Okay. All right. Uh, Willie, you going along? Here I am. Yeah. Okay. And Lynn, I assume you're going? Yes. Right. So they take you back through the way you went before, and they arrive. And again, I'm going to call it a painting, for lack of a better term. Um, and uh, in fact, everyone else in the team, when you look at it, you don't have to roll stability because that's too obvious. Um, but in fact, you see this image, and it you could easily see or imagine that the artist that painted this used Lynn as a model to, to mm -hmm. paint, paint the female in this picture. So. And that it's a little too good or otherwise. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I don't know what you mean by a little too good. Um, like it's, uh, it's a, it's a dead on representation of her. Yes. Okay. It's not like, Hey, kind of, yeah. Kind of looks like her. I close an eye. Yeah, I could, yeah I could, the hair. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, this yeah. sure looks like she was the model for this uh, this painting or the inspiration for this painting. Lynn's um, gonna get real close. She's okay. Yeah, she's taking in every detail. Right. Uh, 
this this isn't right. You see, now the abbot's speaking again. You see, uh, would you agree that this likeness is is striking? Lynn turns on him and kind of does the bully scrunch up his robes or whatever. What is this? Is Lynn laying Who is this? Yes. Is Lynn laying hands yeah. on him? Yes. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Um, He's lucky I don't have, have a car battery and some jumper cables. <laughs> <laughs> well, you actually, technically you do. Uh, <laughs> we'll save that for later. Yeah. You, you could ask Greg to fetch him when he's getting the M14. To, this this is just for play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the abbot's not um, excited about this physical interaction, uh, sure. and the 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 left hand guy is also not excited about this physical interaction. Um, so the uh, the abbot's like, oh, uh, and she's please. screaming in his face. What is this? Who is this? This is. This is the lady. This is the story of Black Virgin Mountain. This is Baden. Do you see why it's so remarkable that we are so enamored of you? Lynn unscrunches his robe and kind of takes a exhausted step back of Baden. Are you, I'm sure you're familiar, at least in the broadest sense, with the story. That's what brought us here. Yes, this is the moment when Baden realizes that her fate is to marry uh, the corrupt prefects and that she will not be allowed to marry her love, who is about to set off uh, on a most dangerous battle. Can't you, can't you see the anguish, yet also the determination in her eyes? I can indeed. Jack, you got any questions? Um. If someone asks Lynn if she's a virgin, they're getting cut, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He, Jack knows better than that. Uh, did Baudin have a sister? Uh, we're going to PBTA this. You tell me if Bod didn't have a sister. She can if you want it to be true in this game world. I mean, Jack, Jack just figures this is like one of Lynn's ancestors. Um, 
Well, I mean, she is Vietnamese, so statistically there is some minute chance that that is a correct statement. Right, but but probably not from from a virgin, right? So that would be a problem. I'm gonna say no. Yeah. Pa Den didn't have a sister. Okay. Uh, Jack, uh, are you examining this piece of art as well? I am. Yeah. So again, you see the scene, uh, and again, you know, there's it's up, it's clearly up on this mountain. Um, you see, uh, you know, the again, the probably the central figure is Ba Den, uh, and and again, you more you look at it, the more you're like, damn, that is Lin San. Uh, and you also see the, the guy who's clearly the old corrupt prefect who is uh, insisting that uh, Baden be married to him as is his right. Um, and then you see uh, kind of walking away um, in the image uh, the, um, the figure of her love that she will not be allowed to marry. Mm-hmm. Um, his figure, because he's walking away, you can't, um, you don't really see his face. You see him from the back. Um, you do notice that he appears to be larger than everybody else depicted in the picture. And he's got this, um, he's definitely dressed as a soldier. Um, and he's got this uh, old spear like slung up over his shoulder uh, as he is walking away. And, and not bigger, like he's at a different perspective, just like bigger than everybody else. Um, there are certainly artistic reasons why that could be true, you know, like, right, right. As, you know, showing that he's the powerful soldier, this, that, and the other. But yeah, that's what you notice about the, the picture. Okay, Jack's gonna say uh, we're we're getting off topic. Um, <laughs> Are we? Yes, this is this is just coincidence. Excellent. We believe in only coincidence. Fantastic. Amen. Like I, I picture Greg Lamont rolling his his shirt sleeve up with that <laughs> only coincidence tattoo that he's got yeah that's on right <laughs> got done. classic navy fashion right yeah, got it got it done in miami in 1961 <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, so uh you still get the sense that whoever is, this assistant is is not happy with exactly how this is playing out you just can't tell like why he's unhappy at this point. Um, but the abbot's now trying to kind of move on. Yes, so uh, again, you see our our fascination. Again, my apologies if we have made you uncomfortable, madam. Um, is there something else? Uh, we've We've offered you a humble breakfast. And again, we're happy to show you about the pagoda. But is there anything else that you're here to... To see on the mountain?
Uh, are we relatively alone with the abbot, or? Sure. I mean, or no. you can you can ask to speak to him privately if you're worried about uh, what y'all are doing. No, I just sort of bring up casually. Uh, as as we were coming last night, we ran into a a roadblock. Have you been having any issues getting uh, getting visitors lately? Um, I, how, how would I know if there's a roadblock? Obviously I, I wouldn't see the visitors. Did, did they demand something of you? Were you made to pay tribute to, to come here? No. He's on one of them, by the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of them appeared to be a former cow dime militia, although. <laughs> I'm I'm sure that has long since uh, dis uh, what's the word disbanded. Yes, I I I remember that they uh, they joined the army of the Republic of Vietnam. Which I, I I apologize. I am not a a military man. My focus is uh, obviously here on our pagoda and. Our spiritual path and the teachings of the Buddha. So I don't pay quite the attention to these things, but yes, that, um, they're long gone. That was my understanding. So you have had no dealings with the cow die. What type of dealings are you? Do you think I've had? The kind where they threaten you and you give in because you are a peaceful person? I can't imagine what the Kaudai would care about about our temple. They, they believe that I am misguided and that uh, one day I'll understand and go join them at that abomination of theirs that they have uh, built not so far from here. Why would they need to threaten me? Okay. I think that answers my question. Ah, <laughs> oh, I don't know what Jesse's thinking right now. Uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, Lynn, how you feeling at this point in time? Uh, unstable. Nice. Okay. Um, and... You know, setting aside this entire curveball I threw you, um, uh, what do you, you know, what did y'all think you might be doing up on the mountain at this point in time? Like, assume that I just said, yeah, you had breakfast, it's fine. Now, what do you want to do? Like, wh where would you guys have been taking this? I wanted to check out, maybe not get into the cave, but I, you know, look, look at the scene where um, Lucas kind of caved everything in or kind of... Sure, okay. See, see how good a job, see, see what the site, what's going on at the site. Yeah, okay. and as we're, as we're actually walking along in here, um, while Lynn was uh, confronting the, the abbot, um, I kind of wanted to let, it's not like Jack and Lynn were talking, but during this time I wanted to let Willie know what I saw back in the breakfast room over there about the, okay. the Caucasian male. 
Sure. You know, so I just sidled up to him and said, hey, listen, I saw something while we were eating. Um, there was a, a white male was hiding behind one of the columns and was observing us. I don't know what that means. I couldn't get a better look at him, what he was dressed like, but we were being observed by someone who is likely not part of this pagoda. All right. Willie, he tells you that. What's your reaction? I make note of that. File it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to pass it along. Okay. Uh, so. That's weird. Okay. Uh, uh, hmm. You know, I take a. I, uh, I'm going to talk to the abbot. Uh, does he have any? Do they have any visitors staying here besides us? Well, we have visitors from time to time. Some people come here in need of spiritual relief. Many come here because of our beautiful pagoda and this beautiful mountain. But sometimes people arrive and they are in need of greater assistance. Uh, this is Any, a uh, westerners that we could uh, we would meet. We we would who could use some uh, you know a friendly face. Well, <laughs> I and you can see that the again his like lieutenant guy is like just. Uh, clearly wants to say something, but he's not going to say something because it's not appropriate for him to speak out of turn. Um, mm -hmm. But the abbot is uh, doing a poor job of dissembling. And as well, I, uh, I think it would, I would need to ask anyone who might be staying here or might not be staying here. Um, how they would feel about having interactions. Some people come here because they they desire to uh, to find peace and solitude. This is a most serene place most of the time. Uh, yes. So I I understand your curiosity, but I. I can't commit to anything at this point in time. Mm -hmm. With a, with a bit of a, a knowing wink, I say, "Well, you know, should you find someone worth asking, uh, not worth asking, uh, you know, uh, appropriate to, to ask, um, you know, I would be interested in hearing how other Westerners are finding peace in this place. Not not, and I'm not asking like I like I doubt it, but how are they doing it? How are they accomplishing it?" Well, yes, um, I mean, I could see how that would be of interest to you. I, if I can arrange yes. something, then I certainly would be uh, happy to do so. Wonderful. So, Thank you, my friend. Thank you, sir. Uh, so he now comes up with some flimsy excuse as to things he needs to attend to. And, um, you know, again, uh, he, he wants to know what your 
Are you staying here at the pagoda? Or are you going to? Um, are you going to be leaving? When would you be leaving? Is there anything in particular you need? I think we'd like to stay here tonight if we can. Uh, it's fortunate that the abbot is not drinking anything uh, as you <laughs> ask that. Uh, because he would be spewing it at this point in time, had you asked that. Um, well, the uh, certainly uh, we offered you hospitality last night. You were you were tired. It was late. Um, but this is not a hotel like in Saigon. I I I'm not sure if we will be able to host you again. Uh, this evening. Uh, I can't imagine there's that much that you wish to see uh, in this time. But in any event, I must attend to uh, some other matters. So if you'll excuse me, I'm sure that, that your striking resemblance to Baden has, has caused me to be ungracious and uh, inattentive to your questions. I, I will collect myself. He gestures for his his you know main guy, and they depart, leaving yeah, you taking back, back. Near, back near your rooms or your room where you had stayed. So you guys can go to your room and huddle and decide how you want to proceed. Um. Let's go exploring. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Greg, you gonna run back to the Land Rover and get yeah. the uh, M14? Okay. Let's get yeah, the equipment. Okay. Yeah, and Willie, you've got a map of the mountain, and and Lucas, you know, demonstrated to you, uh, you know, the the location of the cave. Uh, you know, where they dynamited Seaford, whatever they used to to cave it in and close it off. So you guys gonna go take a walk to that location? If it's walkable. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it is. Uh, it, this is a fairly steep mountain. Um so you'll be doing kind of that sideways walking thing um, and it'll be slow going, but it's, you don't need, you know, like mountaineering gear. You're not going up sheer surfaces or anything of that nature, um, but you'll be trudging, you know, pretty steep angles and there'll probably be some places where you maybe need to grab some of the foliage or whatever. Foliage? Foliage. Uh, foliage. foliage. Thank you. Goodness. Um, been one of those days mm-hmm. uh, to assist you. So even though the distance is probably relatively short, it's probably an hour, an hour's hike to get you there. So you could probably get there, and depending on how much time you spend there, get back to the pagoda, and it'll probably be you know lunchtime or shortly after. So I suspect the Buddhists are early risers. 
Anybody else want to do anything before you head out? I don't. No. Uh, I think if Lane can get away, she's going to try to talk to the like dissenter guy. The guy the that had that was. Guy. Yeah. Okay. To, to the extent that she is not going to go on the hike, or is she just going to try to uh, find him on the way? Yeah. And... yeah if, if I could just steal you know, five or ten minutes. I think Lynn definitely wants to go on the hike. Okay. Let's see something. And it, she, what she's after is just, you know, what, what is the conflict? And she's, you know, she was grumpy and then getting shunted off. Now she's trying to bank the, the Baden resemblance. <laughs> she <laughs> feels a little off put by the habit. Mm-hmm. Um, Women, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that your effort to quickly locate him away from the abbot before you leave with everyone else is unsuccessful. You can stay if it's that important Mm. to you, but you won't go on the hike. Or you can go on the hike and try to do it later. Come back to me. Come back to you? (laughs) Give me a minute. Okay. Uh, I'm going to refer to my notes. Okay. So, Willie, uh, are you uh, – anything else you want to do before you go hiking? Yeah, I'm ready to roll. Get there. Okay. Uh, and Greg Lamont, anything else you want to do before you go hiking? No. And I'm Jack, ready to go. Jack Cooper, anything you want to do before you go hiking? Nope. Okay. I'm staying. Okay. Um, so we'll do hiking first. So you guys will, uh, you know, make your way out, um, and you're making your way uh, again. I'm just going to arbitrarily say that the uh, pagodas, quote unquote, on the eastern side of the mountain. I'm pretty sure that's my recollection of where it is. And it's about two thirds of the way up to the to the summit of the mountain. Uh, and this cave that Lucas uh, collapsed is on the my directions, right? Uh, a little bit higher up and uh, kind of on the south southwest side. So you're you're basically hiking out, hiking a little bit up. Um, and making your way around the curve of the mountain to get to where this uh, where this place is. So uh, as you go, it's things are really quiet. Um, you know, every once in a while in the distance, you hear like you know an aircraft you know flying. You could, in the distance, you see some aircraft flying. Um, you know, every once in a while, faint rumble of 
you know, artillery being fired, but the immediate area around the mountain seems pretty peaceful. Um, and you don't see any signs of any militia or anything as you're making your way around uh, the mountain. Uh, after about an hour, you arrive at the, the location that Lucas had marked on the map. And you can definitely see an area, um, you know, that you could see how it would have been a, a cave or cavern entrance. Um, and it's all covered with rock fall. And you can definitely see, um, you know, higher above the entrance area. Uh, there's like, uh, I'm going to say raw rock face. You know, in other words, your, your perception is there used to be more rock there. And then somebody blew up some of the rock and exposed to stuff that hasn't had thousands of years to get weathered and have stuff grow on it. Um, and so it, sh it looks like a place that's been dynamited or sea forward. What are you guys doing? And the entrance is covered, right? Yeah, so this, there's like not, this is not a situation where you like walk in to, you know, go like 20 feet down and then suddenly it's, it's mm -hmm. like the whole entrance area was blasted and is now just a pile of rock and boulders. In fact, there's, there's some dirt accumulated and now there's actually some vegetation starting to grow on the stuff piled um, where the entrance to the to the cavern was. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's gonna be my next next question about stuff growing back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely tell that the area is disturbed um, in the sense that it, you know, there's a difference in the plant growth and, you know, there's no trees right in that area. Um, uh, so probably at this point you don't necessarily see any particular signs of battle like you don't see like you know shell casings or anything uh, like that it's been, been long enough time for that to not immediately visible you certainly could look around and you might find shell casings and things like that but if there was a battle here it's not a battle that happened you know in the last year two years you know last three years you know any uh any structures buildings houses uh huts no the only structure you know the only structures that you have seen uh i mean you drove up at night so there was on the drive up there was nothing immediately visible Really, the, the, that pagoda and the buildings around it, since you left that, you've not really seen any uh, meaningful sign of human habitation, other buildings, uh, anything of the nature. And you know, that's not surprising, surprising to Jack Cooper um, because his sense was basically the they built the pagoda here, and that's probably the you know first time that there was mean of meaningful human habitation in modern 
times on the mountain because you're surrounded by rice paddy lands. Um, why would you live on the mountain if you could actually live down on land where you could um, grow rice? So you're not growing rice on this mountain, that's for sure. Mm. I love if that throwaway comment becomes the centerpiece of the investigation. <laughs> Why does rice not grow on the mountain? What does that mean? Yeah, it's probably because the virgin cried so many tears it salted the earth or something. Yeah, yeah that's certainly <laughs> possible. Or it may just have to do with the fundamental uh, biology of how rice grows could be could just be that so could be but probably not probably not so so you kind of seem like you've kind of hit a dead end with this but I'm certainly willing to let you guys uh, do stuff try stuff look at your your character sheet and say ah my psychotherapy skill tells me yeah. So, where's my digging through rubble skill? <laughs> right. No, it's not high enough. I would uh, arguably survival could be uh, in play. Yeah, not for something they they really blew up. Yeah. Willie, I will tell you this. As you're kind of poking around this um, caved-in, blown-up area, there are moments where you get um, almost like a tingling sensation. But but what I'm trying to say is it's you get like the faintest feel of the way you felt when you were in Anjiang and you stared at that painting and you just kind of checked out for a little bit. Um, not, not in any way near the same intensity, um, but, you know, like, like, uh, like if you had an old, you know, muscle injury and it healed and then one day you're, you know, it's kind of cold or whatever and it, it just tweaks a little bit. Like, just kind of a little reminder, like, oh, remember when that happened? A reminiscent of it. Yeah. Decidedly. It would be an echo of what happened. Hmm. Everybody roll a... Uh, well, the three of you on the mountain roll us into trouble. Um, okay. We should roll some dice every once in a while in this game. <laughs> but not uh, like that. Some... Okay. Uh, so, Jack Cooper, tell me what's got you so fascinated that you don't pick up on what Willie and uh, Greg Milan are about to pick up on. Uh, over the table is the the danger coming from the the caved in cavern or outside. 
It's going to be outside. Okay, so Jack Cooper um, is sort of, you know, looking at the, the wall of rubble and he, like, thinks he might hear, like, Buddhist chanting coming from behind the rock. So he's kind of, like, poking around, wondering if it's just in his head. Okay. He's still a little shook up after the episode the previous day, so he's... Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, Willie and Greg, you guys are kind of poking around, and um, just both of you had kind of happened to stop making noise at the same time, and each of you picked up uh, the sound. It sounds like somebody is is approaching from the direction that y'all came from. Like you can't see them at this moment because again, there's there's a curvature of the mountain that you work your way around. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but definitely, you heard like you know steps and and maybe even like a you know like a grunt or whatever if somebody was was making their way uh, along the way. So, okay, well, probably, I look to Willie. Look to Willie real quick. See that notice that he's heard the same thing and then um I'm gonna tell everybody to uh, like hide and we look for a I get that M4 pull that out and just kind of you know find a cover spot and point it at the direction where the sound is coming from not an M4 it's an M14 M14 okay yeah it's a big I, I, heavy rifle um, but the good news is if you shoot somebody with it, they're really going to be messed up. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And get that thing ready. Okay. Uh, so let's do this. Let's cut back to, uh, Lynn song, uh, back at the pagoda. I believe she's back with us. Correct. Forgot Jason. the second on mute. I'm here. All right, perfect. Uh, so, uh, you stayed behind at the pagoda because you were trying to have a, a separate or secret meeting with the abbot's left-hand guy. Uh, and you have learned, so the interesting thing, uh, that you find, Lynn, as you're kind of poking around, um, is... While this is not the type of attention Lynn's used to getting, you have figured out that just like you could manipulate that kind of attention, different attention in the past, you can also take advantage of this to some extent. Um, People are very eager to please you. Um, So it's pretty easy for you to figure out that this guy's name is True, T-R-I-E-U, Viet. Koi, K-H-O-I, and that he is, in fact, you know, the number two guy in the hierarchy here at the uh, uh, Pagoda. Okay. So, um, and you also figure out kind of like where his private apartment is. And And he wasn't like openly hostile to the abbot right he was just he seemed to be skeptical or 
Now, I think what you picked up on was there appeared to be a disagreement about how to deal with the situation. Um, I see. Okay. And, and, and the abbot decided to deal with it the way he decided to deal with it. This guy clearly seems to want to chart a different course. Okay. But I don't, yeah, I don't have any sense for what that was necessarily. But Lynn wasn't happy with how it shook out with the abbot. So right. she'll explore this. Okay. So you, you can figure out basically where his, his private room is um, and when it's likely that he would uh, be there during, you know, either before or after the quote unquote lunch hour. So you can certainly, uh, if you want, have a private conversation with him. Uh, I, <laughs> this is very Lynn. Can I be in his apartment when he comes back into it? Sure. Yeah. And, and again, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to use the word apartment. Right. Yeah. His like cell or whatever. Yes. His, his room that is probably just a small space, you know, place for him to sleep, you know, a place for some small personal items. Um, you know, this isn't a thing with a kitchen and this, that, and the other. I mean, this is, you know, maybe a 10 by 10 room something like that sure. where he sleeps and where he spends the little private time uh, a Buddhist monk would have. So you're going to be waiting for him in the room. Yep. Classic. Uh, so uh, he, in fact, you know, you hear someone approaching and door slides open and he steps through the door and like, where are you in this, square, you know, 10 by 10 room, um, and, and what's your demeanor going to be? Are you trying to to surprise him or? Um, I'm trying to off put him, but not startle him. Okay. Um, and I wouldn't like sit on his bed. Um, she's probably like squatting against the back wall. Okay. Um, you know, with her back against the wall, but kind of squatted down to be a little bit more comfortable. Okay. Uh, you fail in the not startling thing because he is, <laughs> in fact, startled when he comes in. He's he, taken back, you know, literally, you know, does a little, you know, jump thing. And, uh, and immediately his hands go up and put, please, please. And she'll put her please, hands up. Don't. So I, I mean, you no harm. I just want to talk. You can see relief just cascade, you know, down his face and his his body detenses uh, when you say that. Um, Not completely detensed, but the flight mode, which was where this was going, is is (laughs) dropping down to just holding pattern mode. Flight may happen in a moment, but he's going to give you a chance at least to, to talk. So... Uh, and Although I, he he does take a moment to do the I, this would not appear to be appropriate, and I would not anyone to think less of you. Um, really, don't see why you need to visit me in my my private chambers. And I don't want anyone to think less of you. So please close the door. Come in. So he does. Uh, and she'll, she'll offer him to sit. 
Um, and she'll make room. Like, she's not trying to, you know, this is probably inappropriate for several reasons. Um, you know, having a, a woman in his room. So she doesn't want him to feel uncomfortable. She, I feel like she knows how to set people at ease a little bit. Okay. Um, she does have one in reassurance. Mm-hmm. Um, so she'll invite him to sit and kind of maybe scoot opposite the wall to where his his cot or um, pallet would be. Um, and say, I'm curious to know more about Baden and the relationship to this pagoda. The abbot didn't seem to want to talk to me, and you seem to disagree with his course of action. And I'd like I'd like to learn more. I it is inappropriate for me to question the abbot or even if my gestures or my words or my expressions undermined your confidence in his authority, then that, then that is a grave error on my part. And, and I, whatever my, my hasty thoughts were, my hasty words with him were, I, I'm uncomfortable undermining him or questioning his leadership or his decisions. And I don't want to put you in any position that would make you uncomfortable or feel like you're shirking your duties in any way. But are you not also learned? Well, yes, I... Obviously, and do you not sure. also not have wisdom to offer the wayward and curious? I, I am not yes. here to sow discontent, and I apologize if that's how I came across. I'm curious, and the abbot did not seem receptive to my questions. His hesitation, I'm sure, was motivated by his concern for your well-being. Am I in danger? There is a path you can take that is uh, fraught with danger. Oh, my friends took that path. I'm, I stayed here. <laughs> I suspect I know, given where your friends went when they left, I suspect I know that which they are exploring and I don't believe that they're going to find any answers there that uh, that help them or create any greater danger. Your path 
depending on the choices you make, might be different. And the Abbott was... Let me oh, go, go about the table for a second. So I got a message from GARC that they've been disconnected, but so far Craig's hanging in there. So do I need to worry about that at this point? I don't just... think so. Okay. As long as we have one, we should be all right. Okay. That's all right. Uh, let me just pop back over here. And do we still see Craig's still in? Okay. Yep. Um, I'm trying to keep an eye on it too, just in case. Uh, I'm sorry, so what was the last thing that Lynn wanted to ask about the Abbott? Um, uh, he's, he said that the they're probably okay. Um, yeah, so she was going to say, um, so rather than give me guidance, and answer any questions. The abbot felt it was safer to leave me on my own, despite whatever danger you or he think I might be in. I don't understand. What choices will put me in danger? Many people are familiar with the tale of Ba Din and the sacrifice that she made for, for true love, that she would rather perish than be married off to someone other than her true love, which is the romanticism of this mountain and this pagoda, and it draws people here. And for most people, that is where the story ends. However, in our studies, we have come across the word might be prophecies, claims, tales that Baudin would return one day to potentially be reunited with her true love in a time of great crisis. Even on this mountain, we are uh, not so removed to understand the turmoil that surrounds us, that racks our country, racks our faith, racks the people. You arrive here It is an understatement to say you bear a striking resemblance to Baden. For many here, we are convinced that you are the second coming of Baden. If you accept and embrace that, you may find yourself in a very dangerous situation and one which I cannot guarantee that you will survive. It was my belief that we should share that with you. The abbot's concern is that we are mistaken, that we are letting the emotions of the moment, the dangers that lurk around this pagoda to cause us to 
have unrealistic hopes or unrealistic interpretations of your arrival. I believe he is afraid that if we tell you what I'm telling you now and you take action, that the cow die may react poorly. This pagoda may suffer from that choice. How would they know? If we're wrong, then I apologize in advance for whatever you may suffer. If you choose to walk away from this, I will not blame you. It, it appears to be an outlandish idea. But you came here. We did not seek you out. You yourself saw the image. I assure you I have no true love outside of this country. Outside of a united Vietnam. Would you say that your true love needs you then? That is what brought me here. Let's cut back to the uh, guys. You're all hunkered down. Uh, uh-huh. uh, you know, Jack Cooper, you had to kind of probably reposition Willie and uh, Craig a little bit because their basic infantry skills seem to be a little, little, yeah, little, a little lacking. Wanting. Yeah, not, not sure how, much, how many hasty ambushes they actually uh, walk through during their time, but you got them, you got them squared away. And um, so I'm assuming everyone's kind of hidden away, waiting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So as you guys are, are hidden, um, you hear the noise approaching, definitely getting closer, and then eventually coming into uh, your field of view is a single solitary figure. Uh, male, Caucasian, looks like he's probably, I'm going to say late 40s. Was this the guy that was peeking around in the breakfast room? You're pretty sure. You didn't get a great glance. Um, mm-hmm. Looks close enough. Yeah, and here in the clear afternoon sunlight, you realize this is Elaine Blanchett. He's just mm. come walking around the uh, corner. Son of a bitch. Fuck. Um, do, you, <laughs> do you guys want me to give uh, Jason some more <laughs> airtime while you decide what to do with that? I guess it's safe to get out now, huh? I, I don't know. I, I, mm. I didn't make that representation. But... Yeah. Where's, okay, watch a little bit longer. Where, where's he? Uh, yeah. Okay. Where does he walk to? Like, what does he? He comes around the corner. We see him, and then does he stop, or what does he? What does he do from here? Yeah. So he he comes around the corner. He's he's kind of looking over his shoulder. Um, it would be so funny if we had a if I had a webcam on as I walk around my office, actually doing what <laughs> Blanchester is <laughs> stalking. I'm in a your... I'm a method actor. Yeah. So uh, he's looking over his shoulder a little bit and then he's, he looks a little puzzled. Um, He's looking around 
uh, and, he, and he actually kind of puts one hand up and he scratches his head a little bit and he's still looking around. He's not saying anything. He's, he's clearly stopped uh, in this area where the, the stuff was you know, blown up. Um, and everyone's on his shoulder, but, and then he looks around and, and he turns a little bit and he's looking kind of like down the mountain. So clearly he's looking for something or somebody that he expected to find here. Mm, okay. I think we just stay hidden until the other person or whoever, whoever else makes the appearance. You don't hear anything else. Yeah, but he appears to be like waiting for something. Like he's not just up there to clear his head or anything like that. He's up there for. So really? I. Yes. Are you are you staying in cover? Staying hidden? Uh, how far away is he? Uh, ten, uh, fifteen feet. Oops. I'm, a, I'm my in my mind. You guys basically moved into the kind of like the bouldery, and now there's some vegetation growing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh area of the cave you, you could be in a different place if you want but my assumption is that's kind of the, the closest cover that you would be able to find when you heard somebody approaching yeah no i'll stay in cover i'll see what he's up to okay jack cooper um i'm probably a little ways away from the other guys because i didn't catch on until almost right. too late um I'm going to poke my head out and go (laughs) get his attention. Nice. Fantastic. And uh, uh, you startle him when you do that. He kind of jumps for a second. Um, And then he he looks at you and he gets like a smile on his face, but there's an intensity about him. And he's like, I I knew it. I, I knew you would be here. We, we must talk quickly, quickly. And he's making his way towards you. Okay. I, um, I, I'm still kind of staying hidden. Yeah. I'm okay. going to keep the, I'll keep the rifle trained on him too. Okay. Just in All case. Right. Okay. Uh, let's cut back over to, uh, Lin Song. Your, your destiny has been laid upon you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lynn is curious. She's, you know, she's ready to read the pamphlet. Okay. So I'm not going to try to role play this, but he basically, you know, dumps on you again this this idea that. They have this prophecy or story um, that they don't publicly share. Like it's not part of the you know e-ticket tour of the Baden Pagoda. Um, it's kept within the ranks of the monks here. Um, 
he's sure that other Buddhist leaders probably know this story. Um, and it's, it's not a situation where, you know, they were awaiting your arrival because the signs told them that it was coming. It was just much more of a, bam, there you are, 666. Wait a minute. I know a story about 666. Um, so uh, they weren't expecting you to arrive, but they have this prophecy that Baden will return and that she'll play a role. She'll reunite with her lover in a time of, of great crisis. Um, and the, um, the, the myth and the folklore around Baden has always been, uh, you know, that she's a protector. Uh, you know, and it's, not, it's not just about, you know, uh, true love and the sacrifice. But you know, people think they can you know be blessed if they go to Black Virgin Mountain and and you know pray at the pagoda. Um, you know, if we were in a Western country, you know, some people would argue that she is a saint um, and that she could actually provide benefits. Um, so you know, the, the, there's no specific prophecy about specifically what she's going to do, but his concern is in the obvious circumstances they find themselves in, particularly with the cow die, that, um, that if you are in fact the reincarnation or the second coming of Baden, that you may very well have some powers or some ability to influence events, but there may be great danger associated with uh, with that and that he's comfortable that the cow die would be very unhappy if they realized who you were and 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 what you were can you all offer me any safety from the cow die if any of this is true There is a uh, a garment stored here in the pagoda. If you remember the image in uh, the uh, the painting, do you remember the robe that Baden was was wearing? And you do. It was a very striking robe. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a red robe with this uh, ornate but but delicate green. It's hard to tell if it's if it was threads or what it was running through it. It was a very intricate design. Um, we have a robe that looks precisely like that robe here, and it has been kept here. It's always been said that it'd be available for Baden uh, if and when she returned. Um, and that that robe has been blessed. And that the spirits of the lands flow through that robe and will help defend her and protect her.
getting a plus two AC robe. How about that? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let probably, me yeah. let me jump cut back to the boys uh, out there. So Blanchette comes up to uh, Jack Cooper and and he crouches down. As I assume you're you're kind of crouched down. Yeah. So he crouches down. He says, I'm, I'm glad I found you. Where Are your friends close by? It's imperative that I talk to you. What? It's imperative that I talk to your friends. Where have you been? That is a long story. You're not are being you, told the truth. Are you currently in danger? We're all currently in danger. And these Buddhists are doing nothing about it. They've not been telling you the truth. I was afraid to do anything until your arrival. Now I feel that they can't keep me here any longer now that, now that you're here. I, I will help you, but you have to help me get out of here. We can do that. Hey guys, huddle up. I don't stand up. From my... <sighs> I, I sheep jump a little bit out of the cover. <sighs> is the Vietnamese woman? Is she with you? She's back at the pagoda. Mm-hmm. Can you trust her? I'll look over to Jack. For things that matter, yes. So, those Buddhists aren't telling you the whole truth. You mentioned that, but you haven't told us what the whole truth is. I know why you're here. And he points to the um, you know, collapsed cavern cave mouth. You're here because what's what's in there, aren't you? Is it still in there? It is. And the Buddhists are going to lie to you about that. They're going to tell you that this this is closed off, and this is still the case. And it's true, this is still closed off, but there's another way in. They won't tell you that. Okay. I can if... take you, but after I take you, you have to take me away from here. You can't leave me here. Why don't we just all go. I see no reason to go in there. To go in where? Your handler doesn't know exactly what you're saying. Go in the cave. That's, that's not why you came? No, we came to get you. 
That's all we're here for. Oh, well, I, I appreciate that, but do you know what I was looking into? Something about Jin and terrible weapons, right? Look, let's get you back to, to Saigon and and then we can, you know, let the higher ups figure out what's going on with that stuff, okay? Well, I I don't I don't know. You were this close. I mean, is there something we need to stop from hurting people? It is danger. And if something's not done about it, I think it's going to be worse. I, I don't know that I could really even ex explain it. I'm, I'm thinking, I mean, even with my... I make my living using words, and I'm not sure I can find the right words to explain this. And even if I found the right words, I don't know that you'd believe me. You have to see this, and they're going to lie to you about it. I don't know exactly what they're up to, but I know they're hiding the truth. Willie, Greg, what do you guys um, think about all this? <laughs> Anytime, guys. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> Sounds a bit far fetched. I love these moments. Okay, let's do this. Yeah. Let's go talk to Lynn. If she thinks that um, this is something we should look into and try to fix, we will. But I I think our our main per, our main uh, priority is is to get you back to uh, to Saigon, Mr. Blanchett. Yeah. I I will be happy to leave this mountain. I just hope that you're not making a mistake. Yeah, me, me too. Okay. Uh, so you guys are going to make your way back to uh, the pagoda yeah. with Lynn Chet? Okay. So let's cut back to Lynn. Has Lynn lost the power of speech? I'm here. Okay. Uh, so we left off. You were talking to a true Viet Koi, the number two guy in the pagoda. He was laying your destiny on you and talking to you about a garment that uh, ostensibly will have some value in, in helping you. Mm -hmm. he's, he's seen, I mean, you can infer that he's willing to help you obtain it. If you're willing to to accept this, mm, yeah, okay. 
I feel like I'm in danger if this goes any farther. So if this will offer some protection, I'm, I'm all for it. Okay. Um, so he explains to you that he will have to um, bide his time to uh, access this and bring it to the room you're staying in. Um, he doesn't know exactly how long it's going to take because he, he's trying to do it in a way without drawing any attention because mm -hmm. the, he is certain that the abbot would not approve of this, um, but he's also certain that the abbot is acting mostly out of fear at this point and, and you know, well-intentioned fear, fearful that, that this is all a coincidence and that you're going to get sucked into something that that you have no role in and you're going to pay some great price for it. Um, also some fear as to how the cow die are going to react. And, you know, this, this raiment, this garment that uh, they've had is, has been in the Dakota for hundreds of years. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that you just give away. So there's, mm -hmm. there's going to be a problem with that as well. So, uh, Damn it, Luna, so, don't start the end of the world without us. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else that you want to get out of him uh, during this interaction? Um, no, I think I got my answer. And um, I think a path to safety. Okay. Uh, so we'll. Cut she won't drop you. a fears the mind killer line on him. Cause... Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, let's cut back to the guys out in the field with Aline Blanchett, um, uh, Willie, or Greg. Any questions you want to ask Blanchett, or comments you want to make, or things you want to say to Jack Cooper? No, I, I I got the rifle out, and I'm just kind of keeping an eye on anybody that might be, or just being aware of surroundings, and in case anybody's followed him or, you know. Okay. Um, so on the walk back, um, there's a couple points in time where you can through the the trees. There, there are breaks. Um, this is a jungly mountain. Um, uh, lots of, of overgrowth. But there's some points where you, you have breaks on the way back where you can clearly see the summit. Mm -hmm. And uh, on your way back now, when you look up, you see uh, up on the summit, uh, it looks like two or three guys look like they have similar uniforms that you saw before. So you're you're assuming they're Kaldai militia, and they appear to be observing you, but they're not. They're not shooting at you. They're not. Mm -hmm. But they're up there, and you, you got a pretty strong sense that they're aware uh, of your presence as you're making your way back to the pagoda. Okay. You want to do anything about that, or you keep going back to the pagoda? Probably not good to take a shot at them. 
that might complicate the, <laughs> the situation. Or it could end this quickly. Yeah. <laughs> really? Really, really, really quickly. Yeah. There, there may be a point, a point in time where you guys get sick and tired of every question. Every answer leads to another question. They say, just kill me. <laughs> I'm just going to die in a firefight. Done. So, okay. So I'm going to say that you guys make it back to the pagoda. When y'all arrive, the fact that Aline Blanchett with you, is with you clearly causes some concern. Like as soon as one of the, you know, the initiates sees y'all walking back into the pagoda complex and sees Blanchett, they like beeline off, you know, into the, to the main building. So you can probably assume they're reporting to the abbot, uh, mm -hmm. your return and the fact that Blanchett is with you. Um, and Blanchett uh, seems very uneasy as he's uh, he's back and uh, so you, you need to watch them. I don't I don't think they're going to do anything, but they wouldn't let me leave, and they've not told you the truth. So I don't know what's going to happen now that I've told you the truth. So nobody tries to you know, intervene or stop y'all or, or pull Blanchett away from you as you guys make your way back to your room. And I'll say, Lynn, that you're, you're back in the room awaiting them. And uh, in your hands uh, is a beautiful red robe with a very fine um, uh, like a like a green thread, but it has like a sheen to it. Um, and it has a kind of a rough texture. So, um, but it's very beautifully worked. And you're sitting there just kind of admiring it as the door opens and everybody comes in. And someone you've not met in person before comes in, but looks like the Alain Blanchett that you've been looking for. Lynn sighs a sigh of relief. Are you going to stash the robe before oh, yeah. everyone comes in? Okay. All right. So you know, there you are. Blanchette looks a little... Um, he looks just kind of tense and anxious. And now that he's in the room with, with Lynn, um, maybe just a little more tense and a little more anxious. So... Uh, you guys will just say that you guys have debriefed on certainly the boys have told you what happened when they went on their hike. Uh, Lynn, how much are you going to share with your fellow agents about what you learned? Um, I don't know. Do they have questions? I'll share that I, that I was able to speak to is it Trui? True. True. It's T R I E U. I think that would be pronounced uh, true. True. Okay. Yeah, I spoke to him, and he he answered uh, my my questions about where the um, you know potential disagreements were, but I feel I feel satisfied with his answers. 
What's it doing? There we go. You didn't want to just leave it at that. Um, the abbot was concerned that um, the weight of their bulk tails would would weigh too heavily on my shoulders, and that this coincidental um, resemblance I bear to that painting might might cause some some unnecessary concern for me, but. I laid his. Uh, I, I let. Um, I let him know that I don't believe in such superstitions, and he can convey that to the abbot. Okay. Well, Blanchette says he he wants us to see something, but I I say we just get him back to Saigon. What does he want us to see? He says there's another way back into the into the caves and Blanchette. What what is it you want us to see? Hard to describe. But if you have been looking and you've been worried about Zen, I think I can show you where the Zen is. And if I can find it, other people can find it. And based on what I've seen and what I've been looking into, I think this poses a danger. But I can't really explain it to you. I think there's power there that no one fully understands. Somebody gains access to it. Uh, I don't know what kind of harm they could do. I thought this was all silly nonsense when I first started chasing this story, but the more I've seen, and the, these Buddhists won't tell you much, and everything they tell you is spun and polished and flowered up. But I can tell you this, they're afraid of something. They're afraid of what's inside this mountain. And I think there's a reason they're afraid. I don't know if they're responsible for what's going on or they're just afraid of what's happening, but it is otherworldly. It's all, all I can really describe. I think we should find out. Yeah. Totally in. <laughs> really, you guys? Yeah. Isn't that why we came here? No, we... I, we'll I get don't to know. Saigon. We'll get there eventually. We'll just take a little detour. Looks like you've been outvoted, Jack Cooper. Okay. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to abandon you guys at this point. So let's let's get it over with, so we can get get back as soon as as soon as possible. Okay. Um, so 
are y'all going to try to go? I, I'm assuming that I assume that you're going to be able to eat lunch at some point in some form or fashion. Um, so do you guys want to immediately go during daylight or do you want to wait till darkness? That sounds safest. Does it? <laughs> Maybe not. Um, I well, what, does, what does Blanchett say? Can, can he get us there during the day, or or are the cow die militia too? Well, so, it'll be easier. It would be easier during the day, but the I don't see how we could avoid the cow die during the daytime. It might be difficult at night. But I think particularly during the day, I don't see how we would get there without them finding out. I think we should probably try to stay as far away from the cow die as possible. Yeah, that's the sense I get, too. So we'll leave right after dusk. Okay. Uh, Blanchett, is this someplace we can drive to, or are we are we hiking? Oh, I don't, I don't see how you could drive a vehicle there. It is, um, or what directions I gave you. It is. I told you when you went to the first place. Temple's on the east side of the mountain. Pagoda's on the east side of the mountain. And you guys kind of went to the south-southwest. So he's explaining to you. In fact, if Willie wants to pull the map out, he's going to kind of point out on the map that it is, you're going to go towards the north face. You're going to go up towards the north face, heading towards the north face. You're not going to get quite to the north face. And there is another uh, cave entrance that goes down and connects to the cavern that was previously blasted and closed off. Kind of a back way in. Yep. Digging it. Okay. Anybody want to do any stuff at the pagoda before I hit the fast forward button? Yeah, a little little prayer. Okay. Um, the meditation and then good to go. Mm -hmm. Um. So, anybody else going to go pray? Again, I'll assume that you've been fed, you've had the interactions, the abbot um, really is unhappy about y'all staying for the evening, but he seems to have collected himself to the extent that he, he doesn't have a good argument as to why you should leave. Um, and uh, he definitely seems uneasy that, that y'all now are in contact with Blanchett. It's not made any move to try to you know, have anybody separate Blanchett from y'all, um, but clearly uneasy about the fact that y'all are now communicating and and basically hanging out together. So, and I'm sorry, we did confirm that he or we strongly feel he was the Caucasian seen earlier, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. 
So, um, is he similar in stature to that guy in the uh, in the painting? No. Oh, good question. Um, he's probably tall like that, but he's thin. Hmm. This it's too white. This person was again. You you saw them from the back, so you can't really um, uh, make them out. Um, so uh, you wouldn't think it's him. Okay. So you go to meditate and uh, pray. Um, and actually, when you go to the place where you would normally assume, um, one of the initiates uh, tells you that he thinks there's probably a, a better place. You know, you, you appear to be in great need of solitude. There's probably a quieter place uh, I can show you. Okay. I'll so he shows, you, he shows you to an alcove, kind of, I'm going to say it's an alcove, maybe that's not the right term in the circumstance, um, but it's definitely kind of away from the main area, um, and it's not a large space, and it, it's, what's interesting to you is it doesn't really look like a space that people would regularly pray in, like there's nothing, the types of things you would normally expect to see. Um, mm -hmm. so, but he, he has almost an expectant look and he, and he says, you know, here it is. And he leaves you and you meditate and you pray as you're preparing to leave, you look around the room and you realize that on the wall is a very old looking spear with kind of an odd metal head. The last time you remember seeing a spear looking like that was when you looked at that picture that has Lynn's um, image in it, for lack of a better term. So it's, it's like on a ceremonial rack, you know. It's just the sitting there? Just sitting there. I, I know how to use a spear. I'll use the extra protection. You gonna take it? Yeah. Uh, you notice that the um, the spearhead again. At first, you assumed it was really old and like heavily oxidized uh, steel, but it. Now you're not so sure about that. It's it's very rough. It definitely has a metallic feel, and, and the heft of the spear tells you that this is a metal-like substance, but it doesn't look to be smithed, uh, you know, refined metal. It almost appears to be like a almost like a raw ore, um, and it's oddly warm to the touch. Is it sharp? It is sharp. Well, that's the part that really matters, right? 
Absolutely. Okay. It's a spear. You can stick people with it. So. Okay. Anybody else need to gather anything else up before they before they go? Nope. No, I think I'm set. Okay. Uh, so night falls, and um, you guys head out, and Blanchette leads the way. Uh, let's do this. You guys have been out about 30 or 40 minutes. Everybody make a sense trouble roll for me. All out of sense trouble. Oh, but I rolled okay. Three. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. So um, as y'all are making your way, there's a couple points along the way where y'all um, hear like the spoken, you know, people talking in Vietnamese. Um, and fortunately, since you guys all know Vietnamese, um, it's uh, definitely at least one cow die patrol out. But they don't appear, um, you know, they're just the kind of typical, you know, grunt soldier, you know, shooting the shit, talking about, you know, which officer is a bad officer, and, um, you know, when are they going to get some leave to come off this mountain and, and relax a little bit? Like, there's no, like, where are they? Or, you know, you don't get any sense they're hunting for you. It just seems to be a patrol that is out in the night. Uh, I assume you guys want to maneuver around them without making contacts, but I'll give you that option if you want to go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah, I'd prefer to avoid them. Yeah, avoid contact. Okay. So you've been going about 45 minutes to an hour. You have arrived at a um, a I'm going to say carefully concealed cave entrance. Part of that is just the the nature of the mountain structure. Basically, there's a an outcropping of rock, and you can kind of walk behind it, and then then it kind of turns again. You know, like you go to the right. And then you kind of come back to the left, and that's actually the cave entrance. So it's not like if you were farther down the mountain, you'd have no idea there's a cave up there. And in fact, you could potentially walk by it even in the daylight and not realize there was a cave there. Um, but, but once you get there, and that also looks like they've got somebody has attempted to camouflage it to some extent. Um, but Blanchette gets you there. Uh, get you in. The, the entrance is really narrow, like, you know, you know, one person at a time squeezing through. Once you're in, it, it opens up a little bit more. Um, it's dark, so I, I, I don't know if we ever talked about flashlights and stuff like that. I, I could say you guys have flashlights that you would be smart enough to, to bring that. So yeah. do you guys want to? Yeah, I would think so. Okay. So um, if you're using flashlights, you can tell, you know, when you come into the entrance area of this cave where it starts to open up, 
it's again uh, looks like a natural cave. Uh, you know the things you would normally expect, the way you know water's eroded things. You don't see any markings or anything. You probably get about um, uh, a hundred. You're guessing maybe you've gone a hundred feet down into the cave, and you get to a much broader area. Um, and this area, there are actually some candles in the corners of this larger open area, giving some illumination, not a lot. And there appears to be a uh, solid object of some kind in the center of this uh, open area without playing your flashlights across it you wouldn't be able to tell exactly what it is shine some light on it okay so when you shine some uh, light on it there appears to be a kind of a, a stone like hewn out of rock, like a small pedestal, maybe six inches high. And sitting on top of that is a wooden rectangular box that uh, most of you would associate with uh, being a casket. Mm -hmm. It's and about that big. Say what? It's, it's, it's For human casket size. size. Right? Human size, yeah. yes. Okay. Yep. yep. And the lid on it is off. Oh, <laughs> that's not good. I'm about to fight some skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> good thing you got a plus two robe and a magic yeah. spear. That's so. right. Well, it's playing too many dungeon inside. crawlers. So okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so you look inside and. Um, uh, I assume mortuary science is not a skill anybody can take. Uh, let's... Those are the hot chicks in basic training. Exactly. Um, no forensics, of course. So, so here's the, just what looking in it. Um, there's some uh, looks like some cloth type material rumpled in the bottom of it. Um, but nothing else of interest uh, in there. The cloth type material. Mm -hmm. Does it? What color is it? Uh, it's does it like look a... like lining, or is it like clothing? Neither. It looks almost like gauze. Packing material or like wound packing gauze? Like wound packing gauze. Lanchette, what are we looking at here? That's not that's not the interesting thing. Here's the interesting thing. And he points over to, to one space. If you shine your flashlight, you see that there's a opening that's been 
you're not sure if explosives were used or what. But there's basically an opening in the wall, and you can see that there's kind of rubble around it. So, so someone is knocked through, like the back wall of this cavern. Okay. And Blanchett's heading over. He goes, "It's in here," and he kind of ducks down and makes his way in. Are we following this guy? Yeah. Uh, Lynn follows him. Yeah, might as well. Okay, I'll I'll bring up the rear. <laughs> Excellent. Willie, you going? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so you guys duck through this um, this hole and you enter a room and. This room is illuminated, but it's a very diffuse uh, light with a very green tinge. Um, if you play your flashlights around the walls, um, you see outcroppings of, it looks like some kind of gem that has a greenish hue and you get the sense that the the light is emanating from these clusters uh, throughout the, the wall. Well, uh, one end of the room, of, uh, room's not the right term, one end of the space opposite of where you came in appears to be full of rubble. So you could surmise that that was the original entrance to this space. Mm. Um, as you play your flashlights around uh, the room, you guys note something interesting. Would you like to know what it is, or would you like to fade to black now? Let's know what it is. Because we are, it's midnight, so we're fading to us. Yeah. So. So you guys flash your, your lights around the room and you're and somebody's flashlight hits on this and then pretty much everybody's flashlight goes to it pretty quickly. It's um it appears to be a corpse uh seated in a chair, chairs against uh the wall, uh near a larger cluster of this this greenish uh mineral. Um and there appears to be like uh you get the sense that the clothing that's left like you flash you know you're flashing your flashlights over it looks like it is uh probably some kind of military uniform of some nature mm -hmm. uh and about the time that you do that each of you here Although you're not, you're not entirely sure if your ears are actually hearing this, or if there's a voice in your mind. Uh, but all of you hear the same thing in Vietnamese, which is, I am General Tay. I'm so glad you could join me. We'll fade to black. 
Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're getting into it now. Oh, you guys are deep, deep into it at this point in time. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, I almost about went, to get married. <laughs> I almost went with the you hear drums playing, but I thought, mm-hmm. nah, I, I gotta I gotta come up with some different stuff. So okay, boys. Good that stuff. is where we fade it off. We've got a session, uh, I believe, next Tuesday, correct? One, one week from now. Yep. You can anticipate you'll be rolling some dice as soon as we as soon as we go live. Nice. I almost had you guys roll stability now, but then I have to keep track of it and this, that, and the other. So uh, I can tell you right now, the first thing you're doing when we start next session is you're rolling stability. Sweet. Then we'll okay. Good. Good to know. Then we'll see where things go. So, and it could be the end. So we shall see. All right, boys, any questions, comments for the good of the order? Nope. Excellent. I'm glad you guys are having fun. Um, a great session. So, yes. Uh, right, I'm going to try to get Craig to leave. And then you guys can leave. Or you can leave while I'm getting Craig to leave. That's entirely up to you. Hopefully, Jason's going to stay and keep me company. I can do that. In case I have a technical problem getting Craig out of here. I think I've got the hang of it.